time to go to Hollywood. Good morning, KLH, with Dave and Doreen. Marcus is here, too. Warner Brothers' Black Adam opened with an estimated $67 million at the box office, handing Dwayne The Rock Johnson his biggest box office weekend as a leading man. That's awesome. Yeah, and launching the DC Comics character that he spent a decade to bring to the big screen. Wow. He spent a long time trying to get that movie made. $67 million, way, way ahead of number two on the list. Ticket to Paradise. That's the George Clooney one? Yep. At $16.3 million. Are you going to go see this, Black Adam? I think so, yeah. Originally, I guess it was supposed to be... Um, Black Adam was the villain, allegedly, in the Shazam movie a few years ago. Right. And then they decided to... Uh, Expand and expound upon. Oh, the once character. Rock got involved, right? All right. Hmm. All right. Next up here, Matthew Perry's interview with Diane Sawyer. It will air on Friday night on ABC. In the preview, he lists what substances he was doing, and the Friends cast member that reached out to him during his substance abuse. You start with a thunderclap. Hi, my name is Matthew. Although you may know me by another name, my friends call me Maddie, and I should be dead. Yeah, that's definitely true. You're on methadone, Xanax, full quarter of vodka a day? Mm -hmm. 55 Viking on a day. Jennifer, and she says, we know you were drinking. Yeah, imagine how scary a moment that was. She was the one that reached out the most. And, you know, I'm really grateful to her for that. Matthew Perry, once again, Friday night, that interview airs. He talks about the fact that he really should be dead. Yeah, 55 he, Vicodin a day. Oh, it was a long addiction. Too. There was even rumors when they did the Friends reunion that he was still, yeah. still alone yep. and stuff. Yeah. yeah, he didn't look good. From the talk, Corey Feldman recently auctioned off his prosthetic ear from Stand By Me, and he was shocked to find out Jordan Peele won the auction. We auctioned it off. We uh -huh. did it as an auction, and you'll never guess who ended up buying it. I found this out just oh. last week, so it's good timing on all this. Uh -huh. This is crazy. Okay. Jordan Peele. Oh no. my God! Oh, he likes stuff like that, though. Yes. He likes stuff. Yeah, like yeah. That. I had no idea until he was at my house last week. I was showing him a film of mine called The Birthday. We had a little private screening, mm -hmm. and I said, "I heard you were the one. Did you really buy it, or did you get a, wow. one of the copies? Because we sold these copies for like twenty bucks for uh -huh. the fans." He said, "No, no, no. It's the real one." I said, "How much did you spend?" And he told me. I said, "Oh my God!" And he said, "Yeah, it's it's on my desk." At my office, wow. oh my which means I'm listening to all of his phone calls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's weird, isn't it? From the Rachel Ray show, Ralph Macchio jokes that he failed as a parent because he didn't teach his kids karate. Were they karate? karate uh, kids? No, like, you know, they you like make, karate. It's an interesting point, you man. Like my daughter is an accomplished dancer, a singer, actress, dancer. My son has played tennis and sports. Um, you know, I think they'd be great at it. And now you're making me think I might have failed as a parent. I <laughs> I've never seen him the karate, but I would imagine for them, they're like, that's dad's thing, okay? Right. We don't need to uh, to do that. My daughter is on the show on Cobra Kai. She played a role in uh, season four and five oh, that's as someone who questioned my parenting skills. So she really enjoyed that. And uh, sure. my, it's so great because they now champion and, and support this show that was based on something that was such a big part of my young life that they kind of didn't know about, only heard about. Ralph Macchio right there. I, I understand why. I don't think... I agree with him, though. That would be Dad's thing. Yeah. Uh, from Drew Barrymore's show, George Clooney, who we talked about at the number two movie at the box office this past weekend, talks about the first time he met his wife, Amal. 
Well, it's funny. She was. She came to the house in Como with a friend of hers to visit. Uh huh. And immediately, I was like, "But the funniest thing is, Brian Lord, uh, my agent, I know Brian forever. He just met Amal in some other thing, and she said, "Yeah, I'm going to go to Como with a friend of mine." And he said, "And he called me up, and he said, there's a girl coming to your house that you're going to marry.'" And I was like, "You're an idiot. You know that's not going to happen." And then in comes Amal, and we. Uh, we stayed up all night talking, and then oh, really? I started writing her. You wrote her a bunch of letters, like on pen and paper. Yeah, <gasps> we still write letters. You still write letters. We leave them on the pillow. <laughs> this is not working out at all. This interview. George Clooney. Mm. By the way, George Clooney. So cute. He's got a much different view about getting old these days. He's 61. And he had kids at 56. Well, I was 56 years old, and that just sounded terrifying to me. It's you so know? funny. I'm 47. I'll be 48. It sounds so young now to me. It's just because we're there. Well, here's what happens. So is there anybody here very young? Because like, when I was like... To, oh, Look you guys... The, okay. Right there. Okay, so now you'll understand this. When I was very young, 20... Mm-hmm. Oh, God. I would hear someone died at 60, and I'd think, well, they lived a good life. <laughs> sure. Right? Yeah. Me too. Right? Right? Look, they're shaking their heads. Yes! 100%. Those two are trying to plant me in the grave right now. (laughs) It's totally true. Well, yeah, because that's 40 years away, Mm -hmm. you know? That's forever. And from the music world, the expanded version of the Beatles' 1966 Revolver album is going to come out on Friday. One of the hidden gems is this previously unreleased demo of John Lennon on working on what would become Yellow Submarine. Here it is. In the place where I was born No one cared, no one cared And the name that I was born No one cared, no one cared And the town where I was Now I am uh, assuming Trying to get the melody down here. Yeah. Because this would be terrible if that was the wouldn't song. It, wouldn't it? <laughs> like, it's the only version of this song that makes me wish Ringo were singing. 